0: Welcome to Chasing the Hug, your girlfriend's favorite podcast. I'm Nick Johnson, and with me today is... Steve Sackisitz. Yeah, buddy, what'd it do? What'd it do for you, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm feeling this episode today. This is going to be good. We're just fresh off of the horror that was producer Jason being on the show, and now he's going to be with us predominantly.
1: Speaking of that, we actually have a caller coming in right now. (laughs) Ring, 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 ring. Oh, hello, caller. Who do I have here? Uh, It's me, uh, Christopher Walken. Mr. Walken, oh my gosh, thank you so much for calling in today. What brings you to the podcast? Well, I was listening
0: to your show, and I heard the fiend, producer Jason, and I just wanted to tell him he's a terrible human being. Nobody should treat little squirrels the way that producer Jason... Treat squirrels. I-, I heard about
1: the acorn and it- it's terrible. This is something we've said for the whole time. Mr. Walken, thank you so much for calling in today. really appreciate it. Uh, Nick, did you actually get a chance to hear Mr. Walken? Oh my God, I can't believe that Christopher Walken I'll just tell you called what. in. We have made, we're averaging Bruh. almost 37 and a half listeners per week right now. Yet one of those is Christopher Walken. We got folks in Denmark, we got folks in New York, and we got Christopher Walken. That Michael is Walken, crazy, up. crazy. If he was a meal, it be a walking taco. Mm, mm, mm. Speaking of dad jokes.
0: You know why people in Athens rarely get up before sunrise?
1: The bathhouses.
0: <laughs> because dawn is tough on Greece.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, okay. So going back to this, Nick, I got a question for you here. This is what we do on the old pod of cast. Yeah, yeah. You hate working out with me. I, I don't know if I hate it. It just hurts a lot. OK, it does. Yeah. OK, but that's what we're trying to get you better, trying to get you into routine. Mm-hmm. I'm all about routines. as You know that. However, there's some routines that you maybe just haven't taken up on that part of it. And what would that be is maybe the worst training session or things that you dislike about training. And I'm going to ask you about that. Nick, kind of go into a little bit of deets for me about what was the worst training session you got. Man, I, all of them are bad for me. Um Memories pop
0: out all the time. I'll start off with like when my first uh, apparent realization that I was a fat kid. When you go into gym class and you got to run the mile, and uh, we timed the mile, and I think class ended and I was still attempting to jog. And and Mr. McMahon, not WWE McMahon, uh, ah, you need to stop. You're fired. <laughs> not him, uh, but my gym teacher at the time said uh, you're you're done just don't worry
1: about it that reminds me yeah. so much of the presidential you remember you used to have to do those presidential where you had yes. to do like the it was abs it was a mile run and then it was also like the stretching thing yeah, too it was anyway, pull ups i could never touch like they would put you down you have to have your feet in this like metal piece where you have to like then like push this lever in front of you to see how far you can get it, and I could never touch my toes, and I would always like try to shimmy it fur- further each time. I would do good. it in the mile, I would do it in whatever else we had to do. I could never do it in the stretching part, so I would never. And I was one of the most athletic people we had there, Division One athlete, and I was not even able to be able to be a presidential.
0: Well, I was a Division Three athlete, and I can tell you that means you have a tight posterior chain. That's all I got.
1: That's a good one. I'm going to give you something on that part for me, though. The thing that I remember in the worst training session, though was at Xavier, we had our condition test, and I've actually brought this to uh, a couple times in my coaching realm. It's called the mountain. You ever run the mountain? No, never. It's 88 feet, and what you have to do is you have to run up the mountain, run down the mountain. You're not literally running up heights. You're running in time. So you would basically have to go line to line, line one, five seconds, line back and forth, 11 seconds, then 16 seconds, 22 seconds, 27 seconds, 33 seconds, and then you got to go down the mountain, 33 seconds, 27 seconds, 22, 16, and those times can vary based on what speed group you were in. Right, um, and if you didn't make it so let's just say all three of us are running it because producer Fleener is here with us as well too if he didn't make his time we didn't make our time what? and so the whole line had to go unless that person dropped out and right. so we would have people that would get the line four or five and they would start tossing cookies and it's like you're either going to jump out Or you're going to make the time because you're making us have to run and you're stuck at that number every single time until you do it. So when I first time in coaching, I'm at Defiance College and I'm running conditioning for the first time and I'm putting our players through this. And as you probably remember, the first time you're doing something that you did as a player that you're now able to do as a coach and you know how much it stinks that they're doing. I am laughing as I'm saying, did not make it. Did not make it. And did the reason not. I'm using that voice is because that's what my college coach, Dan Simons, who's from Boston, uh, did not make it. Did not make it. Did <laughs> not make British. it. British. Yeah, it was a two. <laughs> it was a Boston British. I ain't doing it. But, uh, yeah, so car. it was uh, one of the worst experiences I have. And so my players at Earlham, you have to do it now. You got a little bit of history about how that thing came to be. And that makes me nauseous just thinking about it. We like to train,
0: but we don't like to strain. And one thing I love once a week is having a good cheat meal. But I'll be honest with the group, I have a cheat meal every meal. Steve, what's your favorite cheat meal? I know you're very strict with your diet. You're very disciplined for the most part. But you do go off the rails maybe once, twice a week. What's Steve Sackis' favorite cheat
1: meal? I'm going to say it's on a Sunday. And also known as Raider Day because mm-hmm. it goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Raider Day, and that's when the Raiders play football. Okay, and with that, I'm gonna have chicken tenders. Tenders. Okay, I'm gonna have tenders. Tenders. And if in Richmond, here's where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna either go to Wings and Rings because they got the tenders. You put a little sauce on there, they're good. Another person that's really good at Lee's Chicken. Lee has done a phenomenal chicken fire, here. You can get it spicy, bro. you can get a regular. They've got an original recipe that's really good, and they got a solid honey mustard over there. You also can go over. In fact, this is kind of a, a on a down low. Texas Roadhouse has a quality chicken. And crisper, I think that's what it's what they call bad. it there. It's pretty good on that part. What I'm going to have with that is as much honey mustard as I can. Now what you think you heard is, "Oh, he wants a lot of honey mustard." I want literally all of the honey mustard of which you have in your storage. I want all of that. And I'm going to go dip to tender ratio. It's going to be like, oh uh, one one canister is a dip and that's gone new opening of it because honey mustard is delightful." And then guess what I'm going to go with? Doesn't make straw. sense on a cheap day. Broccoli. What? A that's good broccoli. A, that's not a cheat meal. It's deli- oh, what I had before that. I'm going to like, oh, it's like I want to get a Whopper and a Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> You're not balancing if you throw the broccoli in there. Like a cheat meal should just be food that does I not I don't like french fries for some reason. I I've never been a fan of, of a fan I'm of a fan of french fran. fries. <laughs> a fran of fries. <laughs> not a fran of fries. Fran fries. Not a fan of them what do you what's yours what you, i mean if you're gonna talk about me having broccoli on a cheat day it's not a cheat day it is a cheat day that's not a cheat day like broccoli on a cheat day okay the cheat, cheat day happens when i'm putting honey mustard on the broccoli as well too and i'm <laughs> dipping that, that sob in
0: the broccoli it, it, as well too it's just you and a giant straw and honey mustard that's <laughs> something so i love pizza and for me any type of pizza and one of my favorite things to do is to get two different types of pizza and make a poor man's calzone and you sandwich the mugs oh, together. that's a good idea. Yeah, like maybe sausage, pepperoni from one organization, and then something that's possibly like supreme from another, sandwich them together, maybe lightly toast them in the air fryer or whatever. Get that nice little crispy outside, make my own papadilla. Call it a nicodilla. That that. I'd like to come in here. Have you ever put fries in between those two pieces of pizza? I'm not. It's a cheat day, not a fat day, producer. Okay, Jason, fine. what's your problem?
1: Okay, fine. I'm, I'm backing out. You brought up a great point, though. Have you ever done it where you've gone to multiple restaurants for multiple different items? Oh yeah! How cool is that when you're Come like, okay, back. I want this blue cheese from uh, Wings and Rings, yes. and I want this chicken tender from Lee's, yes, and the broccoli over here <laughs> at Old Charlie's is a solid broccoli. It is a solid. We'll bro- get their broccoli, and you just go to multiple places. <laughs> That's just skipping around trying to find different cheap meals. Next thing you know, you put on 15 miles in your car driving to four different stores. You can hear Holiday Road from National Lampoon's <laughs> in the background. Make sure you put that in post well let's go into the wrestling segment right now the wrestling segment i want to talk about is we're going to go into the idea of the most prestigious belt there is right now uh, you get the WWE Universal Champion, I believe, is the Universal Champion. They, they still who have knows, that. Who knows? Yeah, they they have multiple ones there. The AEW Champion. AEW has also come out with the Mid-Atlantic University of the title of the States of Colorado what? Championship. And so there's a lot of belts going out there. But with the belts that you have, there has to be something that you remember as being the most prestigious belt, in your opinion, in the pro wrestling game. And so, Nick, what is that most prestigious belt that you believe um is or was out there
0: well they titrate for me you know there's there's a Coming in? Uh, no thank you there's a historical context for me here so when i was little we used to get wcw on a black and white tv and that was one of the first shows i remember after nwa that actually had rankings you know they would rank the wrestlers and show their records like AEW does now and i remember thinking that the world championship from wcw was just so cool it was just like the belt to have, because it was all gold. It had the rubies in it and a couple of diamonds. But you kind of see that now like you would the WWE title, where it is now. It's watered down. It's been passed around. It's it's not as prestigious. But when I was young, that belt that Hulk Hogan had in the early 80s, the WWF championship, and we might get sued for saying that, but anyway, we'll say it. Uh, That title that was held by Bruno Sammartino, uh, superstar Billy Graham, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, the ultimate warrior, Uh, And eventually later passed on to the Rock Stone Cold. And uh, who's that chaser that my brother loves so much? That the really big nose He's a terrible wrestler. Oh, Triple H? Triple H, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that guy. So, you know, that has a bit of prestige in my mind. But when you look at it historically, the most prestigious belt is a title from NWA, National Wrestling Alliance, because it's one of the oldest. I think it dates back to 1905, right? We're snapping. You know, 1905 originally was the original National Wrestling Alliance Championship. And then in 1948, it was legitimized by multiple territories, multiple wrestling organizations globally in Ireland, Japan, uh, as well as uh, the United States. And so that one has a lot of prestige. But wrestlers will tell you that another belt has more prestige.
1: Do you know which one? What belt would that be, Mr.
0: Nick? That is the, the New Japan Pro Wrestling, I can say it, NJPW, IWGP, International Wrestling Grand Prix, heavyweight title. It was held by Hulk Hogan, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle. Those are the famous Americans that held it. But the most famous Japanese wrestler to hold it was Antonio Inoki, Uh who's famous for wrestling Hulk Hogan, uh, as well as Ricky Steamboat and Superman. So... That's that's what I think. The, well, the same Stone Crown's good too.
1: Same line, uh, and I think we're talking about the same belt here. Nineteen eighty-five for Jim Crockett Promotions, also the NWA and World Champion yes. Ric Flair. Yes, uh, we're talking about the Big Gold Belt. Yes, that's what it's called, the Big Gold Belt. actually Currently owned by Conrad Thompson. Yep. Uh, at the Conradison is where he lives. There, if you don't know who Conrad Thompson is, he is the main uh, tag team partner for. Uh, A lot of podcasts out there right now Does uh, 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff Mm -hmm. I think he does a podcast with his uh, Father-in-law, Ric Flair Um, And Jericho actually, I believe, was one of the last winners of that belt when he won the Undisputed belt there uh, over Senor Snaz. Um, And uh, he was one of the last, yeah. But the big gold belt to me is the most prestigious belt there is. I am also uh, the biggest mark in the world for the NWO, so the championship belt that they would spray paint, which I have right over there. over your shoulder. Right over there, the NWO belt they spray painted. I think that was pretty cool. And just uh, not a prestigious belt, but just going back to it, the, the hardcore belt, where they mm. took th- th- the old championship belt That's and the basically, belt. Yeah. they basically put it together with big duct tape and they everything on there. It and like um, it was by far better than the 24-7 championship that they came out here recently. But it was something that, um, it was interesting to see them fight for and and knowing the prestige of what that belt used to be before it turned into the hardcore championship was pretty cool. I have a bad memory.
0: And I don't get things... Well, in hand or correct half the time. Steve, has there ever been a time that you knew, and I mean knew, that you were right and you end up being wrong?
1: I know times of which I was wrong and I felt I was right. That's what I meant to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and edit this,
0: producer Jason. You're distracting <laughs> me with your fuzzy socks.
1: I actually have a few of these things. And there was, there was, I'm like, what are times? Because, you know, there's there's times that I just, it's hard to believe I could be wrong, but it happens, okay? And so first one that I came to mind is like, okay, uh, the inaugural XFL. And I bought season tickets to the, to your New York, New Jersey hitmen for the first year because I'm saying this is going to take off and I want to make sure I'm getting on the waiting list and I have my tickets and that didn't last more than a season. So it couldn't have been that one. That's the answer I'm going to have. How about when your 2022 Las Vegas Raiders went out and got Devante Adams, have Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, new contract, Hunter Renfrew, new contract, Derek Carr, new contract. They can't lose a game. Let's put money on the Super Bowl championship. Stephen why don't we oh, no. on the Raiders currently sitting at and this is episode ahead of ourselves, so when we're taping this, they're four and seven. They hopefully are five and seven the next time you hear this part Not of it. likely Yes. <laughs> but the real, in fact, time that I was wrong, but I felt I was right, was when I met you. Oh man. And when I met Rick Natariani, the best man in my wedding. Jason, I've always known I liked you. I didn't like you. You still don't. I didn't like Rick. I didn't know if it had to do anything with football. But it was something about your face that wanted me to hate. I didn't like you. And honestly, knowing you and people if you know Nick, Nick is an amazing guy. I don't know what I had against him, but we and he didn't even know there was there was no, animosity I, No, in you the end. loved me. I didn't I didn't like you. I couldn't stand you. I couldn't stand Rick Natariani. They Rick. put us at Defiance College. We were GAs there. They put us in the freshman dorm to live amongst the other freshmen. We were graduated college students and alpha males at times trying to come into something, and he's just got a punchable face i wanted to hit him but then it turned out to be a really nice guy and we and and again turned out to be the best man at my wedding and then you uh, i couldn't stand you and now look at you i do a podcast with you i have you over my house i what would be close to five or six times a week Uh, i can't seem to get rid of you but honestly i'm not trying to oh that's really sweet and rick is the greatest
0: best man if if you're listening rick i wish you were the best man at my wedding he's phenomenal just want people to know that and do you so I'm, I'm never like all in on something where I'm wrong and think I'm right and end up being wrong. That's not true. I just lied. Remember a little guy who uh, should have been signed by AEW and wasn't by the name of Bandito? I remember that. <laughs> episodes back. I was so certain that Bandito was still a free agent up until the day he signed. And you were like, uh, he just got signed, bro.
1: And you totally no-sold went to the next wrestler. <laughs> Straight no Didn't
0: listen to it at all. So I was also wrong when I thought that I could close-grip bench 205 for multiple reps, 12, 15 reps. Oh, that, oh, that, that this uh, happened. Pocket Hercules was going to spot me. And that sucker rolled out of my hand because I had the neutral grip not the thumb over producer Jason is looking at me unapprovingly because he is strength and conditioning certified and it rolls straight down and smashed my rib cage but I, I no sold that you know
1: sold that perfectly sold. and and project Pat's over there thinking like he's gonna get fired from our group that he's never gonna be there if you notice today when we lifted though we totally changed spotters around so I it's, no it's kind of like when you got the bad defender you can kind of hide yeah. him in some segments there so it's like all right Pat you get the first set when he's stronger I'm gonna take over the next one here we're, we're doing only doing because we're going to rotate
0: around Yeah, if you're listening pat you only come in on third and 20 that's when you (laughs) get to come in the game so uh we have to check the replay flag on a lot of things but i i I will say this i am really good at no selling when i'm totally like uh wrong and i thought i was right i just move to the next thing or i no sell it and uh, it gets me out of some hot water um uh let's see well i thought i could play noon basketball we used to do that. I don't know if you ever partook in noon hoops. I didn't. You, no, you I've missed. seen
1: it, and I've seen you play basketball, and I know how those two things yeah, would have been was, horrific. I'm
0: saying, you know, I'm six three. I'm high jump six three. I'm, I'm at athletic. Quotation marks. Uh, I can play basketball with a bunch of these old guys and I'll be darned if like Pat Thomas and Troy Darigowski didn't like put up like
1: 30 points on me and I missed every shot. And And notice how he said the old guys ask him how many heart attacks have happened in (laughs) noon basketball, because there's multiple times that an ambulance had to been called at the wellness center because of noon basketball. There was one time that, uh, us call him PT, uh, (laughs) (laughs) was, uh, not doing so well. And I find him upstairs in the coach's locker room in just straight tidy, whitey <laughs> up there. Just I'm like, oh, we got to get some help right up here. <laughs> I guarantee you he's
0: not listening to this because he doesn't know what a podcast is. But, BT, I love you, man. You are the absolute greatest. And uh, little known fact, he beat me in one-on-one. Twenty-one to nothing with all of Worcester's women's college basketball team warming up and watching this pregame.
1: There's no question. Dew was an athlete on that part. The one thing, though, another that Pat would do is Pat doesn't believe people have a sense of smell, and so Pat loved to tip. <laughs> Come on, don't be throwing him under the bus. <laughs> I'm, That's not, my guy. I'm not uh, throwing him under the bus here, but Pat, man, everybody knows that ain't five spearmint oh, gum you're chewing replay. over there. It's like, the red play. Check the replay. <laughs> You can smell that? Yeah, Pat, I can smell
0: that. Producer Jason, when did you feel that you were exceptionally right and you end up being wrong? I don't
1: have one. Oh, what do you oh, want? This, this guy, yeah. man.
0: I'm ring, the... ring. I'm not singing. Ring, ring, I'm singing. a new singing. We have a new caller. How
1: do you turn him off? Press the <laughs> button. Ring, ring. Who do we have here today?
0: Yeah, I want to hear that song. Hang up. Echo, hey, boom, boom, boom. Uh.
1: Hang up. The <laughs> I don't know what that was. I apologize for that. Uh, That was something that uh, will not ever be heard again. But this has been another episode of Chasing the Hug with us here and you there. I am Steve
0: Sakisitz. Hey, really quick. I want you guys to know that tonight's show has been brought to you by teenagers. Do you wish you could be more easily ignored or disrespected? Have you ever wondered what it would feel like to (laughs) to receive (laughs) lackadaisical eye rolls and whiny sniveling? Try teenagers. Yes, teenagers. For the average adult who loves drama and losing money. Teenagers from the makers of, well you. Jason is not responsible for the eviction of teenagers in Wayne County immediately following this ad. Join us next time when we isolate whey proteins from synthetic goat's milk blindfolded while juggling flaming bowling balls atop a unicycle. I'm Nick Johnson.
1: I already said who I was.
0: I'm Jason. That Jason segment was fire.